How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I have a new season co-star with me, Mr. Doug Setter. How's it going, Doug? Good, good, Brad. Yourself? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. Great to be here. Yeah. So uh, this episode with uh, Doug, I just wanted to, like I do with uh, most uh, season co-stars, first episode, just kind of do an overview of his career. Uh, Doug Setter is a personal trainer, fitness trainer, as well as author with his company, Second Wind Body Science. So I'll let you uh, take it away, Doug. I don't know how far back in your career you want to go. I'm sure you can give us tons <laughs> of life lessons. So, <laughs> Well, I'll go back. Uh, I won't go back too far, but I, I know when I was a kid, I was very underweight. And I was constantly struggling, you know, fighting my way up the food chain in high school. We know how high school can be. Absolutely. And uh, I remember just trying and trying and trying all these different things. I remember taking the, the protein powder and I didn't realize I was allergic to milk. So I'm drinking gallons and gallons of this powdered milk and whatever it was. Nothing seems to work. I, uh, I never joined the army and they wouldn't take me because I was too light. So I remember putting things in my pockets. And before I went for the weigh-in, I drank as much water as I could. <laughs> and I just, and finally, I, I guess he felt sorry for me. And he says, well, you'll, you'll gang the extra four pounds. Just get in there. So so uh, there was 18, about 120 pounds. And I uh, ate as much as I could. And I worked out, worked out. And it was, I made pretty good progress. And it wasn't until I went, one time I was, I was, way in the middle of nowhere at the station as a Morse code operator. And I picked up a copy of Soldier Fortune magazine. And there was an article about vitamins. And so I started, I sent away and I started taking the vitamins. And then I, I noticed I could think more clearly. And I, I cut off the beer and I, I started sleeping more. And I, I noticed it started getting stronger and stronger. And, and with that came the confidence of wanting to change my job. So I went from being a, a guy behind the desk copy Morse code yeah. and then I went to a field unit and then from there I, I just kept getting stronger and stronger and uh, I started being more smarter with training like don't train every day one day is a sprint day weights give your body a chance to rest and that was a big thing and I eventually became a paratrooper wow yeah yeah that was that was cool that was a really good experience uh, I trained with the Americans doing it and it was just awesome and uh, then I got out of the Army, regular Army, and joined the reserves, and I kept up the paratrooper thing, went to school. But I found that the, um, the fitness thing just, it, it allowed me to do other things, because I left school as a C, a C average student, and then I, well, hold on, I can, I, I've accomplished this, I could put on 40 pounds of muscle. I, I ran marathons, I became, so I said, okay, I can go to school. And it took a while, hit and miss, but eventually I ended up in university, and I, I applied many of the same principles: the, the, um, the planning, the commitments, the. Uh, yeah. I, I always set up kind of a reward system. I'll talk about that later, but I, it was it was very satisfying. And, and I'll back up a bit. When I was a paratrooper, I got my butt kicked one night. Young men do do fight. It happens. <laughs> and I said, "That's it. I'm not going to get." beat up anymore so i became a, i trained kickboxing and i trained and trained and trained and uh it was kind of cool because i ended up <clears throat> it wasn't that big back in the 80s but i was uh training with some of these guys who were like provincial national levels so i was kind of the punching bag 
But having said that, I noticed, (laughs) well, yeah, but later on, I thought, you know, you just want constantly dealing with the headaches and all the other joys. But later on in life, it it was like, oh, it's not a big deal. Okay. You know, when I went to train and compete, and eventually I went to compete in Hong Kong. And there, this is before UFC, they only wore bag gloves, headgear, blank gear, and you just basically... It hurts more. Yeah. <laughs> it Sounds hurts like more. blood sport and kumite. <laughs> yeah, well, that was, yeah, later on that just came up. Oh, my God. It, it, yeah, I got rocked one time, and I couldn't tell the difference between my opponent and the uh, referee. <laughs> so I'm just moving around. They're both gray blobs in front of me, and I'm trying to, okay, don't hit the wrong one, whatever you do. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> But that was a lot of fun. And and, and then later on, I, <clears throat> I did some stuff with the Army, and I, I remember I moved up to a place called Winnipeg, and I was I was uh, I saved up some money and I was doing this building renovations and building management. And I just hated it, and, and someone suggested I I start training fitness. And I go, well, you know, I'm you know, no one's going to take me serious because I don't have a degree or whatever. And <clears throat> so I went and took the aerobics, the aerobics dance, and I took the, the resistance training and. And I, I thought about, well, geez, I, I got all the coordination with two by four, I admit. <laughs> and so I thought, well, what do I know what to do? And I want well, to know how to kickbox. I know I, so I made my own system. I called it cardio kicks. Very cool. And, and, and I had some, yeah, very cool. I had some friends help me out. And at the same time, Billy Blanks came out with his Tybo. And, and so it took off. I couldn't believe the, the, the response. And had I been a little more business oriented, I might have gone further with it. But, it was just great doing these classes and teaching people safely, not how to get in shape, but how to learn the basics of kickboxing. So that was a lot of fun. And then one day I, <clears throat> I was, I was teaching martial arts and, and I was helping out at a, um, a kid's tournament. And I stopped by this, this uh, car rental and it was one of the dads from the kids, you know, shooting the breeze to him and talking. He goes, Oh, do you do personal training? And I, uh, yeah, I do. <clears throat> And so there I started, I taught his wife, trained his wife, and she referred me to an administrator who referred me to a doctor. And, and it was great. I just took off. Like, I had the qualifications, but I just didn't have the courage or confidence. Yeah. And now you had both. You had the kickboxing and the personal training going for it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great. And, and people loved it. I couldn't, I always wanted to train, like, <clears throat> you know, young teenage guys, because I remember what it was like to, to be on the wrong end to get, you know, a fist bite. But my best clients were these, these these women in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and maybe a lot of pent-up hostility. I don't know. But yeah. they, they were awesome. They were just so enthusiastic, so excited. And I thought, oh, okay. And I, I was really embarrassed because I thought, geez, my army buddy seen me teaching women. He's kind of – but it was they were great. They were just – Well, that's uh, – that's basically yeah. my my target market for the last twelve years as well. I think that just comes with being in the industry. You know, a lot of yeah, a lot of guys think they can do it on their own, which is fine. But that's just, you know, if you open up a business in this industry, it's kind of what you get. But I enjoyed it as well. Well, it was fun because because I got to be friends with them. And they would give me a lot of feedback, and and I remember doing a talk at a library. One of my books called Stomach Flattening, and uh, Flat Gut After Fifty, and and I remember that the gals are all asking questions, and there's a guys sitting there all yep. uptight, you know, the big guts. And I'm, I'm thinking, dude, you should get a grip. But but the women, they generally will look after themselves much more than the guys. And you're right, the guys. And, and it's funny you should say that because I remember as a kid, 
one of these weightlifters said, hey, I'll help you out if you want. And I, oh, no, no, you know, I knew everything when I was 15, of course, right? Yeah. But uh, I, it's, <clears throat> so that is my best, uh, some of my best clients right now, the over 50, especially the, the businesswomen. They're, they're very professional. They respect your time. And they're, they're keen. I, uh, so you I was, still run in uh, personal training and the kickboxing or what have you kind of more? Not so much the kickboxing. I just do the personal training. Okay. It's been a COVID thing. I, uh, kickboxing takes uh, a lot of space in the groups. And then you have to jump through a lot of hoops. Uh, if you want to go, it, it depends. You got to rent space or you got to go through, a, you know, the, the community centers. Uh, that one's kind of taken a back seat. I still, I, my personal trainer, I still implement a lot of kickboxing. Yeah. They, they, they like it, but yeah, it's uh, a different story. When it first started out, it was easy. Just yeah. get your, get, you know, get your liability insurance. The way you go. That's it. Yeah. What, what, what's the story behind second wind science? How'd you come up with that? Well, um, I, I, I always thought about it. I thought, well, <clears throat> one thing I learned, especially the paratroopers, was getting your second wind. And I always admired that. Because I saw some people, and you think, you know what, you're not going to make it, and they suddenly come, they won't, they keep coming back, and I always admired that, that the whole concept of, of just being able to keep coming back for more. So I, 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 uh, I was too slow on the draw. I put in the name Second Wind, and sure enough, there's someone on the other side of the country who grabbed it. So I, I put the two in there, oh, and yeah. then I put Body Science behind it. It's a little long, I know, yeah. but. Um, I, anyway, it was a lot of hit and miss and stuck, stuck so far. But it's just, it's got its ins and outs. But because, because I went back to school, I started studying. I studied nutrition, and I find that's, you know, as you know, the the tripod, you know, the the rest, the exercise, and yep. the nutrition. And I mean, I know some really fit people who got atrocious eating habits, but they they still pull it off. They're amazing. But I found I can actually perform better, especially now that I'm a little older. If you have the nutrition, the fitness, and the rest. And I, I know one of my, my final match, I was 40 years old. And the guy was younger. I knew he was fitter. He had a better fight record. But I thought, you know, the last week, I'm just going to force rest. Because we always did that in the Army. You forced rest. It was, it was actually a duty to yeah. put your head down and sleep. There's a reason. <laughs> there is a reason, but it's funny. People say, what are you doing, man? You're slacking off. No, you're not. You're And, and I remember this Retired. guy, he was one of my instructors. He was a former uh, soldier from uh, Rhodesia. And he said, no, no, that, that uh, setter there is smart because you got to. <clears throat> so I, I think that helped me uh, in the end win, actually, because I knew I knew being a younger guy, he'd be probably a little anxious and probably push himself harder and harder. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I'll be a little. A little more cunning here and rest up. Well, I think I think on the tripod you're mentioning too, um, you know, personal training, we're like the short end of that tripod, you know, versus rest and diet being like, you know, 80% of the game right there. And that's stuff that they do on their own. You know, we can pick and prod all we want, but we're not with them all day and well, we're at home. So it's, the other 23 hours, you're absolutely right. We only cover the 20%. That's what people don't get. We're like, you have to do this on your own. We'll coach you, but this is on you. Yeah. See, it was easy when, when I was teaching um, Army Reserves, we'd have these eight-week boot camps. So I'm there. You're on them, on them, on them. And uh, I remember sit, I used to march them to the what's called a meal hall, mess hall, 
and I would deliberately sit by the dessert stand and no, <laughs> you're not drinking pot, you're not, and <laughs> you can't do that. The human rights, I don't care. And sure enough, they were just dropping the pounds. The ones that dropped the pounds, getting stronger. And, uh, you know, because you're in there at 10 o'clock at night, lights out. And so they're forced rest. And, and I noticed it was awesome seeing the changes in people, but we had a very controlled environment, right? Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I run into them years later, and they weren't quite following the same protocol, some of them. And, but some excelled. It was great. This one guy became a rugby player and then he went over to Britain joined the British Army uh, you know it was really cool watching these people kind of humble beginnings and, and one, one I know she's, she's now a colonel in an Air Force base yeah so yeah I mean just yeah part of the best part of our business is, is the ones that stick around and do it is seeing the transformations you know well, he, all, all walks of life you know yeah and I get personally proud yeah you're absolutely right it, there's, there's a certain pride of, of See, I've even seen people on TV that that uh, I had somehow influenced, and you're like, "Wow, you know, that's just that's kind of not the glory seek, but you you actually you actually uh, made a change." And, and I've actually had people walk up to me and say, "You know, shake my hand." Say, yeah, you, you, really okay. Yes. Yeah. Very flattering too. When when I talked to a, <clears throat> a gal I trained, and she talked about smacking some guy wouldn't leave her alone she, and uh, oh, okay it's good to know but she oh you know i wound up and i got him the side of the head and drop kicked him <laughs> yeah yeah well, she gave him a spinning back fist actually and then she ran <laughs> i mean okay really good girl. Girl, yeah so yeah. that's i gotta admit it, it but i was i don't know how to put it i, I like to pass on the confidence that i've got from it you know because I, I found that very awkward very Who's going to believe me? I, you know, I never was a top athlete. And like, as long as you know something more than the average person, you can still still pass it on. Yeah. So, Doug, um, how does uh, my audience uh, get a hold of you? Do you have a website, social media? What's a what's the best way to get in contact? Yeah, the e- the easiest way is just go dougsitter.com, d-o-u-g-s-e-t-t-e-r lowercase dot com. Because I've got. I had that link go right to my website, right to my books. You know, your flat cut after 50, pit fem after 50, uh, stomach flattening. And that's the simplest way. Uh, look up Doug Setter. You might get all sorts of things. from, But that's the simplest. Okay. And I'll, I'll go ahead and put a, my audience knows I always put the links in, in the uh, podcast, um, whether it be on Spotify or Apple, uh, where they can just click on the links and go straight to, straight to you. So. Uh, Doug, I just want to thank you for jumping on the show and, uh, you know, many more episodes to come. Right on. Thanks for having me, Brad. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you. Anytime, buddy.